devil is amongst us. Stay back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. I kick ass for the Lord. Intro. <laughs> you really got to start telling. So me just you, giving you, up now, like intro. You, you start telling me when you hit the damn button, then I know. Oh, I, it's been going for ages. Oh, fantastic! Because you're welcome for the slurping and the vaping. Well, obviously, I will cut that out. Well, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> Here's some noises for you to get you in the mood. Ah, right. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Horror Tap. Mm. It's Finn and Lee, as always. In that order. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, any, we haven't got any news. You any, no? I think that we summed it up earlier with just everything's still a bit fucked. I meant like movie news. Movie news? I, do you know, I haven't actually really heard anything. Though. No, we're skipping the news section this week. <laughs> Cause mm. I'm sure this stuff happened, I just didn't. Notice anything? Nothing really came to mind? Well, nothing related to horror, anyway, that I've seen, so... Mm, no. Mm. Wait, did someone die? It was Wes Craven's birthday yesterday. It would have been. Mm, he would have been 81. It would have been 81 yesterday. Oh, yeah. well, here's the Wes Craven. Here's the Wes Craven. Mm. Raise a glass to you later. Yes. Right, on with the episode, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So, in this week's episode, we're going on an adventure. We're going on a really weird adventure, man. We're going on an adventure to a land of... Magic and Hills. elves and children with hairy feet and wizards. We're not, though, are we? Because you don't like that bit. Well, I am, of course, talking about New Zealand. <laughs> That's how it is, right? Not, yeah, all the orcs in the background doing the washing up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we're talking about Peter Jackson, the horror years. Mm. Not the, uh, you know, some people would say, I thought this was a horror podcast, what are they on about? No, we're not going to be talking about Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm sure it will come up, but we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. I've made a mental decision to try and be refrained about Lord of the Rings. I actually was watching it earlier. Whilst I was writing up all the notes, I put it on in the background. Nice, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're talking about pre-Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson, where he made some horror films. Did. Three. And we'll be talking about the three. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Right. First question, and be honest... Had you ever heard of Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings? Um, y- yes, because I'd seen Brain Dead and The Frighteners. Right, I had not, but mm. I knew what The Frighteners was because mm. it was one of those things that was always in blockbuster. Yeah, but I didn't know. I remember because it had a really cool cover, didn't it? It was like the white the image with yeah, like the, the skull, skull pressing yeah. through the wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no idea who he was. <laughs> so nowadays, Peter Jackson is one of the biggest filmmakers out there. Yeah, he's, he's like he's a household name. Yeah, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, he pretty much put New Zealand on the map mm. in terms of film. Anyway, it was it was always there, but <laughs> <laughs> in terms of film, he put New Zealand on the map. But yeah, but before Lord of the Rings and before The Hobbit and all the big, big Hollywood stuff, he mm. made small, independent, low budge trash. Yeah, and it's great. I've literally, I've just for the first time seen his first piece of trash. <laughs> uh, finished watching it about 15, 20 minutes ago and muggled. Muggled. <laughs> so a bit about Mr. Jackson. Mm. Uh, born on Halloween in 1961. That literally explains everything. In Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, he grew up in the coastal town of, here we go, uh, Pukarua Bay. I'm going to say Pukarua. It sounds dirty, I like Nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just north of Wellington. Right. Uh, growing up, obviously, he was a big fan of films, uh, mm. particularly stuff like the, uh, the Ray Harryhausen stuff. Mm. He also loved Thunderbirds. Yeah, nice. And Monty Python. And he was a Super 8 kid. Yeah. You know, one of those kids in the 70s who went around making their own little... Yeah. Job, yeah. Kind of like Sam Raimi. Mm. He was a Super 8 kid. Mm. Actually, <clears throat> Jackson and Sam Raimi's career, quite similar. This was something I was going to mention. Like, yeah, but... when you put them up together, like, both started out making sort of schlocky, slapstick, low-budge stuff and ended up making multi, you know, hundreds, millions of dollars special effects-laden franchises. Yeah. And now don't direct much. Yeah. 
Uh, his favourite film is King Kong, which mm. of course he remade in 2000. King Kong, the 1933 version, by the way, not the Jeff Bridges one. Mm. The 70s. Yeah, because he remade that in 2005, but that was actually his second attempt at remaking it. He tried to remake it when he was nine using his own stop motion models. That's actually adorable. Yes. So growing up, he never went to film school. Mm-hmm. He just kind of learned on the job. And he worked as a photo engraver for a local newspaper in Wellington. Mm. And he carried on living with his parents so he could afford to save up for film equipment. Right. And after two years, he had enough equipment to start shooting what would eventually become his first film. Bad Taste. Bad Taste, which is the first film we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So, Bad Taste from 1987, directed by Peter Jackson. Not going to say that every time. I didn't realise he was in it as well. He is in it. He is in yes. it. Yes, it stars Terry Potter. By the way, don't really look these up. They're just his friends. They're not really yeah. sure. But it stars some blokes. Mm, named... most, of, most of whom are just having a great outline on IMDb. If you look <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> uh, Terry Potter, Peter O'Hearn, Craig Smith, Mike Minnett, Peter Jackson, and Peter Jackson. Have you got the plot in front of you? Would you like to read out the synopsis? The population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. Yep. Ever played Abe's Odyssey? Yeah, many, many years ago when I was a wee boy. It really reminded me of that, which is the bad guy aliens like grinding people up to make their their food chum. Their food chum. Mm. So yeah, this was filmed in, uh, I haven't got the name in front of me. Uh, Just north of Wellington. Just north of Wellington (laughs) Bay. (laughs) Pukarua? Sure. I can just about read that from, I've thrown the page over there. Pukarua Bay, so yeah, he filmed this. Right, the plot. So it starts out not very clear. Mm. If you you don't know, you're sat there watching it going, what the f***? What is happening here? Dude, I knew what was going on, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? So it starts out, the first thing that made me laugh is there's um, a phone, and you've got the big alien finger, and mm. it scrolls down, and there's a button that just says, the boys. Yeah. And he calls in, the boys. <laughs> so we start with, it's Peter O'Hearn's character is in this like abandoned town, and all of a sudden, somebody wearing a Boris Johnson wig appears. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> And he's kind of zombie-like. I was get, there's a definite air of zombies too. They're kind of zombie-like, but obviously none of this is explained mm. whilst we're watching it. Meanwhile, he's chatting on the radio to Barry, mm. played by Peter Jackson. Mm. And he's hanging out on top of some cliff edge. Mm. And then, all of a sudden, uh, Peter O'Hearn is chased by a bunch of other zombie po- folk. They're all dressed in like they all wear plain blue shirts and blue denim jeans. Yeah, they're all like in blue and all have mullets. Yeah, yeah, and they go after him. The Fellowship of the Mullets. Yeah, Uh, they go after him. Uh, There's a slapstick battle (laughs) involved. Yeah, and he is eventually picked up by his mates in a Morris Mm. Minor. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Barry, Mm. Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. is on the cliff and he's dangling one of these zombie things off the edge of the cliff by its foot mm. who is also played by Peter Jackson yeah yes and then the fellowship of the mullets come after Peter Jackson the other Peter Jackson the alien zombie Peter Jackson he escapes mm. and then we have this kind of fight between them that goes down the cliff face yeah which whilst watching it you just sat there thinking, this is really not safe, because you know that's not a stuntman. Oh, yeah. And you know they are actually... There's no, there's no money for practical effects. Mm. They're just standing like mountain goats, perched there, and eventually Barry falls. Yeah. But he survives. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> his brain has fallen out of the back of his head. Mm. You say, well, just before they do actually do the where he tumbles, there's actually a really nice kind of cool little shot at one point I mean, mm. the two guys are swinging at him with the hammers yeah and they keep kind of knocking into each other and there's just a really nice like tracking shot of him crawling towards the camera with them framed really nicely in the mm. background and I think we're about 20 minutes into the film at this point and I was like ah that's the first thing that's looked anywhere near decent in this <laughs> so far yeah <laughs> but yeah it was like that one little one little bit 
so Barry's now got is it he's like kind of brain dead mm. until he can stuff his brain back into his head yeah and close the kind of latch the hatch that is his part he's of his skull like trap door on the back yeah, of his head yeah trap door on the back of his head which he has to tie up he gets like a little top hat to keep it there <laughs> and it's obviously all these totally gross practical effects mm. that Peter Jackson did all himself yeah then we have the boys or whoever they are they regroup and they decide they're going after this house mm. what I believe the aliens are and it's kind of you find out that they're aliens and that they're basically cannibalizing humans. Not that's mm. not the right term, but they're eating humans. Yeah. And they're putting in stew and they try and go in disguise. And at one point, one of them has to, they have to sample the stew. I hated that bit so much. Yeah, it's, I, so it's not really explained, but I think the idea is that the zombie slash alien version of Peter Jackson mm. has been eating humans. Yeah. And they get him to vomit into a bowl. Yeah. Which they then all eat. Yeah. And that's like their produce. That, that's, that's what I got from it, yeah. <laughs> it's just that, oh my good lord. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Meanwhile, Peter Jackson, uh, who's dressed like he's going to Hogwarts, actually. Yeah, that, that other, scarf, right? That yeah, he's a, got like a, a Harry Potter scarf mm-hmm. and glasses and his hair slate back and he's clean shaven. As opposed to the zombie version of him, who's just got long hair and beard. Yeah. So it was literally shot months apart mm. and edited together that way. That's actually kind of cool. It still would have probably been easy just to get someone else. Well, to, yeah. But they didn't really have they didn't really have anybody else. He'd run out of friends by that. Yeah, we'll go into the, the actual kind of making of this in a bit. Um, so he's put his head back together and he finds a car that is kind of a van truck thing. It's got like a second floor to it almost. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, yeah, like a double-decker Morris Minor almost. Mm. And I'm looking at a picture of it now. Yeah, so and he's sat up in the top bit <laughs> steering it and there's a in the front main windscreen is a cardboard cutout of the Beatles mm. in their Sergeant Isn't Pepper regalia. All with really funny, like shocked expressions on their faces. Mm. It's not explained at all. I was gonna say, was I missing something with that? <laughs> I wasn't. It's no. not like yeah, it's just not explained why mm. that's there. But they keep, like, they'll run someone... Like, he runs over an alien, and it cuts, like, a close-up of John Lennon's, like, ooh, face. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing, like, the surprise Pikachu look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bizarre. And it's it's not, like, actual photos of them. It's, like... They're obviously, like, drawn. Yeah. But they are... Yeah, it's very, very weird and not explained at all. So it all turns out that basically these aliens are there to get humans and they're bringing them back for a fast, some intergalactic fast food joint. Mm. And the boys, uh, along with Barry, they go in there and cause havoc, shoot them up. Kind of like Rambo. Yeah. Sort of. Some... They've all got their gear on and then you get the point where one of the guys, if you just strips down to like a vest, it turns out he's actually quite ripped and he just runs off without any of his gear or weapons. He's like, yep. don't worry guys, I'm going to go get him. Yep. And he's got the bazooka. Yeah, he goes to the car to go find the rocket launcher. That's it, yes. Um, and we get that hilarious scene where they accidentally blow up a sheep. Yes, that was brilliant. Because New Zealand. Because New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so, I guess the first thing to say about this, it's cheap. Yeah. This was made initially... For 25 grand. Mm. That was all funded by Peter Jackson. Right. He filmed it on weekends whilst he was still working his job. Yeah. Over four years. Really? Yes. That's some dedication. Uh, eventually, the New Zealand Film Commission, they invested uh, 235 grand to ensure its completion. Mm. So it does seem to up budget towards the end. I was going to say... Yeah, As it goes on, even if especially it's in like, the final act, it's like... Oh, yeah. They've got a bit more money as opposed to the kind of the fuck all they were working with. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say towards the end, like I was going to, I was going to assume somewhere around sort of like that. I think I thought my figure I had in my head was about 15 grand for it. Yeah. And I was going to, and I think they must have saved 14 and a half of that for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the phase when like the, uh, the, the film commission came in and like, here's some money to finish it off. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, mm. uh, Peter Jackson created all of the practical effects himself. 
Fair play. And the reason the aliens' heads are bent over at the top mm. was that's the only way they could fit into his mother's oven when he made the masks. That's brilliant. <laughs> that is actually brilliant. And all the guns as well were he made mm. um, from like just wood and bits of old metal. Mm. And of course they didn't actually fire. Mm. So the actors had to kind of fake like ricochet and like yeah, shake yeah, the guns yeah. as they were fighting. You can see like the added kind of flashes that are put on afterwards. Oh, yeah. There was actually there was a little bit that really made me chuckle, which I'm guessing was his little own, you know, in joke to himself at one point. Mm. Where um, I think it's when he's um it's when the Harry Potter guy is firing the Uzi and then he like takes the clip out and he just turns around and points it at someone else and he just <clears> makes the noise and shakes the gun yeah. and the, the guy just stops and looks at himself for a second. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got time for that. Yeah. Um, the camera they used that he finally bought was a 16mm it was 25 years old Jesus so yeah when I say it's low budget like yeah they really it was it's, it's, it's kind of like a homemade film mm. essentially is what you're watching apart from like the, the last the very sort of last 20, like 20 minutes yes the acting is pretty bad pretty it's fucking awful it's pretty bad but they kind of there's something about the New Zealand accent <clears throat> where it's naturally a bit deadpan. Mm. So think of, like, Fly the Concords. Yeah, yeah. My name's Brit. Mm. It's just, like, they all kind of sound like that. They all sound so, they can like so chilled with everything that's yeah, going on Yeah, they can kind of get away with it mm. because of that kind of almost, like, deadpan... It's almost, like, part of the humour, essentially. Mm. It's like, ha-ha, look at their funny accents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music's hilarious. Music I actually quite liked. Did you watch this on Amazon Prime? Uh, no. Okay, this is on Amazon Prime at the moment, right. and if you put the subtitles on, mm. it comes up with some real gems when okay. it describes the music. Okay. So, like, a uh, mysterious flute with dramatic snare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, trauma films. Mm. Oh, yeah, because you, you rewatched. Um, I rewatched all the Toxic Avengers, Avengers yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of slapstick comedy slash mm. horror slash ridiculous practical effects and all that. And, and a bit of Evil Dead, the first one. Mm. There are some hilariously over-the-top kills in this. Mm. And like like we've already mentioned, um, their careers are sort of similar to mm. Sam Raimi. Yeah, the idea of having to like um, get, get by with no money. So mm. he made his own like rigs like a steady cam and stuff like that. Other times they just had to do without and they had the guy sat on the bonnet of the car mm. with the camera until he crashed and it flew off along with the cameraman. Wow. Somehow he was fine. Good. But yeah, stuff like that. Stuff kind of real, uh, proper indie DIY filmmaking. Jesus. Okay, so Doug Wren, interesting mm. point, who played Lord Crumb, the head yes, alien, yes. Uh, he died during post-production. Oh. So his entire voice is dubbed by a different actor. Because this is all filmed, basically a silent film. Because there's no there's no audio when they're actually filming it. Everything mm. had to be dubbed and done afterwards. You can actually, you can tell that quite a bit with the um like the overlay of like the effects for anything that isn't yeah. the voice as well. Like it's quite the sounds a lot clearer than you think it would be for the picture quality again. Mm. Another interesting point: Craig Smith, mm. who starred in this film, he got married and divorced during the making of this film. He was in so he. Is cast in the film, and he's in this film. He gets married. To, this is, of course, over four years. He yeah. gets married to this woman who's very religious and mm. does not like the idea of him being in this film. Right. So he leaves. He then divorces her and comes back. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's a joke in there about destroying a ring. Um. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. This film caused the disbandment of the Queensland Film Board of Review in 1990. Because... Because they banned it in Australia. Ooh. Now, lots of films get banned, mm. but when this came to Australia, it had already been censored and cut. Right. And they still banned it. And a lot of people were like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, are you even watching these films? Mm. The fuck? And, yeah, it led to it all being dissolved. Wow. Because okay. it was considered just such a, a base, it's such a kind of simple fuck-up. Yeah, it's like oh we've got to ban it like it's already been censored mm. That's, it's kind of done you just have to put a, a number on it for fuck's sake Yeah, and then they banned it so that was the end of them wow <laughs> I don't know uh, what Australia's film classification is like nowadays mm. I'm sure they've got that, a new version of it mm. but yeah did you like it? 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I honestly, if I'd watched this one before I saw Brain Dead, and someone told me Brain Dead was by the same guy, mm. I think I'd have watched it really drunk. Right. Um, there's always there's bits in it I thought were really funny. Yeah. Um, particularly falling through an alien with a chainsaw, popping out of his ass and going, "Oh, I'm born again." Yeah. Uh, that really <laughs> did raise a chuckle. Um, I think I, the, some of the choreography in it, there were so many, and like some of the bits of the shots in it, just for me, every single shot seemed to linger about half a second too long, and I was yeah. really, it was really grating at the beginning. But as I just got used to it, it's like now I can like I can see the fun and the flair in it. Like uh, I, yeah. I don't think I'll watch it again. I think I think I've only seen it twice. Um, I like it, but it is obviously very flawed. It's the, like, like you don't take this seriously at mm, all. You say like oh, um, you went back and watched the the, 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 the Sam Raimi short the, Into the Woods. Yeah, I, I would say for me it would probably be like something like that. Like as in like I'm glad to have seen it. I'm glad mm. to know where the origins were. I'm very glad they've moved on. Yeah, this did start life as a short, Mm. and it just kind of kept going and kept going and Mm. kept going. Um, It's a powered house at the end, though. Yeah. (laughs) It it is obviously flawed, Mm. pretty much down to, well, one, the budget, Mm. and two, Peter Jackson didn't really know what he was doing. Mm. But for a guy who didn't know what he was doing, no budget. It's still impressive. Yeah, I think it's actually a pretty good bit of work. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. I've I've seen movies by... uh, other directors who spent a lot more on their movies. And they're a lot worse, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think we talked about them. Yeah, and I do like all the sort of practical effects. Like, they're clearly, mm. obviously, like, homemade, but you got to sort of appreciate the effort they've, it's they've like the all gone to. It's comedy tones afterwards. Like, there's a guy gets shot in the head when he's sat down holding a glass, and then when it mm. cuts back to him, he's bleeding out of the bullet hole and it's going into his drink. It's yeah. just little details like that. It's one of those things where, like, I think this kind of had to be a comedy... Oh yeah, because no one would take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was the bit where you get to see that you obviously you put the little gif up of the bit where he's munching out of the, the head. Mm. Um, yeah, that'll stay with me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of gross slapstick, gross out, you yeah. know, sort of horror comedy. Not for everyone. No, but a bit of fun. Mm. A bit of fun, and it's not yeah. overly long. It's like, what, an hour and a half? It's not like yeah, yeah, an hour and not half. two hours or two and a half hours or three hours mm. like some of his other like, films. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Bad Taste from 1987. Then in 1989, he made Meet the Feebles, which mm. we haven't watched. Because it's not horror. It's not a horror. It looks pretty fucking creepy. It does. That's because you've got Muppets in it. It's all like Muppets, Muppets and stuff creepy. like that. It's kind of like a dark comedy musical thing, yes. so I've heard. But Meet the Feebles was the first time he collaborated with Fran Walsh, mm. who I believe was his wife, is still his wife? I don't know. I don't know. And they would go on to work together for everything, pretty mm. much. Yeah. But next, in the horror of Peter Jackson's career, mm. 1992's Brain Dead, or if you live in America, Dead Alive. Yes. Because there was already a film called Brain Dead with Bill Pullman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Directed by Peter Jackson, obviously. Written by Peter Jackson, Fran Walsh, and Stephen Sinclair. Mm. Mm-hmm. It stars Timothy Baum. 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 Diana Penna Lover. <laughs> These stains suck. <laughs> Elizabeth Moody as Mother. <laughs> <laughs> mother. And Ian Watkin. That's Watkin. Without the S. Not Watkins. It's not that one. Or the other one. <laughs> yeah. Ian Watkin as Uncle. Mm. What's the plot? The plot is, a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends and neighbours. Yep. Now this one I like. The boy's best friend with his mother. Yeah. So we start out on Skull Island... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the opening shot is set on actually the no, it's the very beginning. We've got the British national anthem with some random shots of the Queen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Which again, they do at the beginning of Bad Taste as well. There's a, there's a couple of images of like the, the opening shot, and that's an image of the Queen, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they have this little, I guess, like stock footage. It's mm. nothing to do with the film. Yeah. Um, but obviously, New Zealand is 
ours. Apparently. Because <laughs> um, we're managing our own damn space <laughs> so fucking well. And it's set in the 1950s, mm. uh, which is, I believe, when she became queen. Mm. I think it's set in that year. I don't know. Anyway, we have the queen. We do. For whatever reason. Cut to Skull Island. Yeah. Cut Skull Island. And we've got Peter Jackson Yay. as a zookeeper. And they've captured this rat monkey. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, trying to get away. And the local population tried to stop them. Mm. It is very similar to that scene in King Kong. Mm. When they first get to Skull Island and yeah. the local tribe are attacking them. It's kind of like a precursor for that. Yeah, give me like Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes as well. Yeah, they're running away and they're chasing them with spears and throwing things <clears> at them. Uh, so they get this thing, and then Peter Jackson is bitten by it, mm-hmm. and they throw him off the van, and they cut his arms off because yeah. he's been bitten on the arm. Then they notice he's been scratched on the neck as well, and they cut his head off. Yeah, because they know it's bad. Yeah, should have been a clue. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, mm. I guess Wellington. Did it say? I don't remember, actually. Or is it just a made-up town? Well, the house in Braindead does actually look kind of similar to the house in the um, thingy on the inside of it, so I didn't know if it was maybe a similar set or something, but I've seen it was five years apart, wasn't it? So probably not, but... I don't know. Nah. But somewhere in New Zealand, mm. we meet Lionel. Mm. He's a mama's boy. Yeah. Lionel, Lionel, Lionel. And his little... V-neck sweaters. <laughs> He's a nerd. Mm. Anyway, he meets this uh, shop assistant and gets a boner. Yes. And she's all like, oh, Leonard. And then she gets some tarot cards. And her grandmother's like, you should bone this guy. Mm. The cards say so. So they go on a date yeah. to the zoo. But Lionel's mother mm. is such a bitch. She sneaks along. Yeah, she's so, so like overpowering and protective of him that she kind of sneaks along and kind of chaperones him from a distance mm. whilst at the zoo. And whilst at the zoo, she's bitten by the rat monkey. <gasps> yeah. And she's taken home very sick. Yes. And yeah, she is falling apart. Literally. Literally falling apart. Again, it's heavy on the practical effects. We've mentioned one of the scenes in this a couple of times. Probably, yeah. yeah. And then we have... <clears throat> The dinner scene. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. So Lionel's mum is falling apart. She's not very well, but she's got some important dinner guests. Mm. So he kind of wheels, <laughs> puts her together, mm. glues her together. Ah, so he's trying to put her makeup on and takes a big strip off of her head, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, it comes with a cheek. cheek. Yeah, and he, has to, he super glues like a bit of her cheek back on mm. and gets her looking okay and takes her down to this dinner party and it's disgusting. Yeah. Not as is it. I'm trying to think. Is it as disgusting as the hot dog scene from Nothing But Trouble? Um, see, I've still got the the bad taste puking eating scene in my head with mm. the green bowls, and at the moment that's winning for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'd say hot dog is on a par with pudding. <laughs> yeah. So they <laughs> got these <laughs> ridiculous characters throughout it, and there's this guy. And obviously they're trying to like rush through it because, you know, mum's sick and she's acting mm. fucking weird. And he's like, oh, I think it's time to go. He's like, what? No pudding? <laughs> <laughs> so Lionel runs out and gets some custard. And then the mum's got these like welts and boils on her arm. Mm. And one of them pops and all the pus flies into this bloke's custard. And he eats it without even realising and the woman, it causes her to puke, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, the mother's ear has fallen off. That's into it, the hers, mother's ear falls off and she eats her, her ear, ear hanging yeah. out of her mouth. And yeah, it's really gross. It's really horrible. <laughs> yeah, if, if you haven't seen this, if you have seen like, uh, yeah, that nothing but trouble hot dog scene, mm. it's on par with that, I'd say. It's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I rattle when I shake my head. So the mum dies, and essentially she is a zombie. <coughs> yes. That's what we're dealing with here, it's zombies. Mm. She kills the nurse mm-hmm. by sticking her fingers through her face. Yep. Um, some other greaser guy, some 50s greaser dude gets killed. Uh, he rips his dick off and then eats his stomach. Yeah, oh, she also eats the dog. Oh, that's, yeah, one that's of my favourite lines. really disgusting. I that think is. your mother ate my dog. Not all of it. Yeah, as he pulls, pulls the, the tail, tail out of her throat. Mouth. 
that's another real cute <laughs> <laughs> dog, man. Uh, so we've got zombies on our hands, and all hell breaks loose, basically. Yeah, in the bloodiest of fashions. It, there are bits in this that make Evil Dead look tame, man. This is. I believe this is like officially the bloodiest film ever. Mm, 300 litres of fake blood Jeez. was used to make this film. And it is, yeah, not just like, yeah, the, the practical effects are pretty cool. Mm. Cool little gore, practical effects. It's not just that, it is just the sheer amount of blood. <laughs> just everywhere. Yeah. If, if you're playing, if you want to play a good drinking game, then um, start drinking when he picks up a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> Dead in thirty seconds. On its initial release in New, in New Zealand, anyway, mm. this film made more money than Batman Returns. Wow. Yeah, but <laughs> that was just New Zealand. Mm. It didn't make any money anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let them have that one. Come on. It's like we dump on Canadians for saying they're good at hockey. Like it's your only sport. <laughs> uh, the BBFC here in Britain, mm. they found it so comical that they nearly gave it a 15. Really? Yeah, because they just thought, like, the violence and everything was so funny. And they were like, yeah, like, 15. And someone was like, let's be real here, guys. <laughs> we really can't. Chicken's out. 1992, the last time the BBFC showed any fucking chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's very um, quotable as well. So mm. it was, there's a couple of, like, real standout scenes. The dinner scene mm. is one. The graveyard scene is the other. With the priest. Yeah, I kick ass for the Lord. That whole scene is great. We have this karate high-kicking priest mm. beating up zombies. It's brilliant. And <laughs> it's just so in your face. Mm. Like, the comments just like, they don't give a shit. So yeah. Very trauma. Mm. Very trauma. And the other real standout scene is, of course, the kind of the final scene. Like it's like the last like twenty fifteen minutes. There's some, some absolutely great moments in that. Like, was it, there's a, was it, I think it's a girl being dragged by her hair, and then like the skin just from her chin upwards just peels off of yeah. her head, and it's just she's, a screaming she's defaced. Uh, you've got it happens to a guy the other way around, and he gets grabbed through a door when they open it. Like, he's literally just bone from the waist down, yep. just covered in goop. You got half so- half a zombie crawling out of a toilet. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, just it's like. There's so much going on, and it's so fast-paced. It's basically this big old house party, zombies show up, mm. all hell breaks loose, and it's just shot after shot after shot of something fucking mental mm. happening. And then Lionel shows up with a lawnmower. <laughs> Party's over. Which he, <laughs> which he upends and proceeds to push his way through the crowd of zombies, mm. obliterating them as he goes. It's, it's fucking mental. It's insane. <laughs> I'll say, like, the guy, um, Timothy Barmy, plays him, mm. he's got a real kind of, um, like, Frank Spencer, Buster Keaton physicality about his comedy as well. Mm. Like, particularly, like, when he, like, there's a bit where a train makes him jump at the beginning of the film and he kind of, like, looks past him as he does, he kind of hops and almost spins onto it. And, like, yeah. Like, very like clumsy kind of way but at the same time like, yeah that probably took a fair bit of skill actually like, yeah it's very it? much like well his performance anyway is very like slapstick mm. and like the comedy is kind of in his performance not just physically but like he's just ridiculous like he's, mm. he's, he's so like meek and mousy and scared of everything it's like someone made a f- like a failed clone of Chateau Copley <laughs> yeah kind of yeah <laughs> Uh, and then the rest of the comedy is just from the just sheer absurdness of all of the violence mm. and the, how just over the top it is. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then it culminates with... It's the uncle, isn't it? He's... I think it's something like the uncle, who's kind of like the bastard of the piece, mm. he gets kicked in the balls like five times throughout the film, whether it be by women or zombies yeah. or whatever. He is one of those people where you're like, how are they still alive? Yeah. Like, oh, he's got a really funny scene where he's got the two meat cleavers and the cigar hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. That image is bloody brilliant. It's like David Warner in Titanic. Mm. At the end, when the ship's breaking in half, and, like, and he's there, you're like, he's still alive? <laughs> but he's a bastard, die. Mm. So Ian Watkin, the uncle, he's at <laughs> the end, like, he's still alive. Mm. And then I think he ends up in the basement and these giant claw-like hands come out mm. and one just taps him on the shoulder he turns around and he goes, Mother? Mm. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Mother that. is oh, God, back. no. Mother is back. Kind of like, it's, 
You know the end of Arkham Asylum when you fight the Joker and he's all like beefed up? And, yeah. yeah Take that and cross that with the basement or the cellar scene from Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Mm. And that's what we get. We get this giant zombie mother who, yeah. and I'm not joking here, at one point grabs Lionel and basically reinstates him in the womb. Mm. Mm. I was going to eat after we recorded this. So <laughs> I, I ate before, so. Yeah, that's, that's a smart move. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane, and I love it. Yeah, brain, brain that I absolutely love. It's definitely, um, you know, if you're like a, a gore hound, if you like violence and violent films and over the top stuff, this is up there. Yeah, this is like one of the biggest. Really, there's just so many kills, so much blood, so many creative ways of dismembering people. This was another one of those movies and I've mentioned a couple of times I was watching this like series of like horror movies and like they would do a double bill every week. Mm. I can't remember what the other one was that week, but they'd be like, yeah, this time we're just going for all out splatter fests. Yeah. And they showed this one second and I enjoyed this so much. I can't remember what the other film was. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't care. Why is that popcorn, popcorn, num num. Yeah. Like, the only great. thing I'd say that kind of came on close to it not well I was, th- I was thinking of the Evil Dead remake because mm. there's a lot of blood in that mm. not as kind of creative in the way they kill off people no but just the sheer amount of blood oh I mean it literally rains blood at literally the end of that film, yeah it? blood on screen mm. Evil Dead remake and Brain Dead slash Dead Alive mm. yeah that kind of level if you haven't seen it you must yes you must <laughs> it's one of the ones yeah, it's just like I say for any horror fan, it is a must see. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you like horror comedies practical and kind of effects. that, yeah, practical and that kind of over the top, kind of like sort of the 80s, like Return of the Living Dead, stuff like that. Mm. Then you must, you must. <laughs> Please. Horror, horror tap endorses. Yes. United States of Finn declares. Uh huh. It didn't make any money though. <clears throat> well, it made at least eight quid off of me when I bought it. So, <laughs> yeah. so it. On its release, it, didn't, it was a failure. Like, people loved it, but it just didn't make any money. Mm. Um, it's since, since gone to become, like, a huge cult hit, especially after Lord of the Rings came out. Mm. People suddenly knew who Peter Jackson was and went back for his filmography and found this gem. Mm. So I'd say, like, a lot of people have seen it. Mm. A lot of our sort of audience, anyway. Yeah, have. yeah. But that was only after the release, like, ten years later of... Lord of the Rings. I'm just showing my age again, really, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Brain of 1992. After that, in 1994, he made Heavenly Creatures, mm. which is not a horror, and we haven't watched it. Nope. <laughs> but it's supposed to be very good, and it actually Oops. got him his first Oscar nomination nice. for Best Screenplay. And it was kind of, I would say, it was his breakout film, his first breakout film, <laughs> mm. in terms of it got his foot on the ladder in America. Mm. So, Brain Dead, sorry, Bad Taste was kind of like, oh, you can make a film. And then, obviously, we had, what, what was it called? Meet the Furbies. Feebles. 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 Meet the Furries. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Furries. That sounds um, horrible. Please, no one yeah. make that film. And then Brain Dead, and that, he was kind of, you know, established now as a New Zealand filmmaker. Mm. Heavenly Creatures is one of what got his foot in the door in Hollywood. Yeah. And obviously so. got the Oscar nom for it. Well played, well played. Yes. His, <coughs> his first actual American movie, though, is this one. Yeah. So, after Heavenly Creatures, yes. pretty successful, we get The Frighteners... Mm. His next and last horror film in 1996. Produced by Robert Zemeckis. Yes. And music by Danny Elfman. Yes. Danny Elfman said he would do Peter Jackson. When Danny Elfman saw Heavenly Creatures, he mm. said he would do Peter Jackson's next film, no matter what it was. Really? Yeah, so he kind of signed on while we were reading the script. That's really cool. Yes. It stars Michael J. Fox. Yay. Uh, Trini. Uh. <laughs> Trini Alvarado Chin, yeah. Trini Alvarado mm. Peter Dobson mm-hmm. John Astin mm-hmm. who of course was Gomez Adams Indeed. and the Riddler at one point in the Batman TV show yes he was uh, Jeffrey Coombs yay uh, Dee Wallace yay Jake Busey well it's the one the other one 
<laughs> oh my god, have you seen it on Amazon? There's that Gary Busey's Pet Court. I've heard about it. Yeah. It's so fucking hilarious. Really? It's like Judge Judy. Right. But it's pet disputes. <laughs> and Gary Busey is the judge. Right. <laughs> it's like it's staged. Yeah. Like they're actors. Yeah. Obviously. Mm. I don't know if Gary knows <laughs> that they're actors. <laughs> I think that he actually thinks <clears throat> he is a judge and that he has power. He's so fucking mad. Mm. Like he's just mental. Oh, check it out. Yeah, I think I'll have to do. Oh, oh Jake Busey, uh, Chai McBride, Jim Fife, and R. Lee Emery. Mm. That's in the Drill Instructor from... From Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yes. The Plots is... After a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Yes. Mm. So, th- this sets up quite a lot of stuff quite quickly. Mm. So, bear with me. <laughs> it begins with Dee Wallace being chased around a very nice house. Very nice house indeed. By a carpet ghost. Yes. It's there's some kind of uh, yeah. It's like it's a ghost that can go through the walls mm. and kind of like Alab Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's almost like it doesn't have its own physical presence, but it can become part of yeah. something. It's like it needs a sheet. It's a ghost that needs a white yeah. sheet over it. Basically, <laughs> uh, the practical effects are out. Mm. Not completely, but this is very much laid in on CGI and computer generated effects. Yeah, as the ghost. So. She's being chased around, and then her mother shows up, and it's all a bit like, what the hell's going on there? Mm. Then we cut to this town. Um, so this is set in America, mm. but it was all filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. I'm not sure where the town is supposed to be. Maybe, like, Northern California? Maybe. Or, like, Oregon or something? Yeah, well, anyway. It's fairly, like, picturesque small town. Yeah, it's a small seaside town. And people are dying yeah. of heart attacks mm-hmm. some kind of heart problem that is killing it's, it's killed something like was it 20 or 30 people in the space of a few years something like that yeah yes and so at one of the funerals of Adair's resident Michael J. Fox first appears as this very odd I don't know how to describe him he's very like offbeat kind of unhinged he's almost slightly. got a slight Tourette's tick to him when he moves but is that the Parkinson's I mean probably <laughs> yes but I'm to give for it or not no. I'm aware uh, that's bad taste yeah hey <laughs> you said the thing uh, he shows up at the funeral and he's trying to give his card out he is a businessman who deals in paranormal stuff mm. everyone tells him to get fucked but you would <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude they're not even in the ground yet <laughs> So he drives off and crashes into someone's front garden, mm. uh, running over their precious garden gnomes and doing quite a bit of damage. This is where we first meet Ray. Mm. Ray is the douchebag husband of Lucy. Yes. Yes. And he's like, yo, my garden. And Michael J. Fox is like, here's my car, call me, whatever. Mm. Drives off, doing more damage as he drives off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he fucks off. And then later on that evening, Ray and Lucy mm-hmm. have a haunting, a poltergeist-like experience where the Ooh. bed lifts up and shit starts happening. Mm. But then they find Michael J. Fox's card. Mm. Like, ah, paranormal stuff. So he shows up and he does his little kind of ectoplasm, ghostbuster speech thing mm. and he rids the house of the ghosts and then... He basically does it so he doesn't have to pay for the garden he's destroyed. Yeah. And then he goes home. And this is when we find out that it's kind of a con. Mm. It's a con in the sense that... They were never in any danger. But also, the ghosts are real. Yeah. So basically, Michael J. Fox has the power to see ghosts. I see dead people. Mm. And he's got these ghost friends that he gets to go in, haunt a place. And he comes in, pretends to do an exorcism, whatever, and that's how he makes his money. Mm. And he's got... Uh, Stu? I've forgotten the name of the ghost. So have I. Um, Stu. 
You've got the huge black 70s guy. You've got a 70s disco guy. Mm-hmm. You've got a nerd. Yeah. And you've got uh, John Astin as like an old cowboy. He's fucking brilliant. Called The Judge. I love him so much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and he's all in cahoots. The Judge is old because apparently ghosts can age. Yeah, they slowly, yeah, they slowly fall apart until they disappear off of our plane of existence. Like. Yeah, I'm not quite sure of the kind of the rules of ghosts in this it's like what are the rules yeah what are the rules you got so they die and as go like okay so next thing we know oh that was it during the um the house exorcism he noticed that ray has a number on his oh, forehead yes. and it's number 30 whatever 37 i don't know mm. and he doesn't know what it is yeah the next thing you know ray is dead of a heart attack of a heart attack done Dun dun, jazz hands, <laughs> And then the ghost of Ray appears because it's Michael J. Fox. Is like, what the fuck? I'm dead. Oh. Mm. Actually, I do really like the scene. The ghost of Ray goes to his own funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even like the people speaking at the funeral, just like, some say he wasn't always the kindest man. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> You kind of feel for him a little bit. Yeah. That, and he falls into his own <clears throat> grave. Yeah. <laughs> he has to see his own body. But yeah, he kind of... He, Michael J. Fox briefly explains kind of the rules of being a ghost. You've got to wait so many years before... If you don't go up to heaven... Mm, or cross over or whatever. Yeah, then yeah. you've got to wait so many years before you can try it again. Mm. Or I don't... It was a bit vague, to be honest with you. They kind of skipped over that a bit. Mm. Anyway... Michael J. Fox then goes on a date with Ray's... <laughs> now we don't. <laughs> we've Ray at the table. <laughs> he sat there as a ghost. He's like, the fuck, dude? Yeah. And the thing is, like, they go to order wine, and Michael J. Fox says, what do you want, red or white? Mm. And Ray goes, oh, she always says red. We, we always get red. Mm. And she goes, no, I love white. I never really liked red. He's yeah. like, What? <laughs> Ray's having a hard time of being dead. (laughs) I mean, he's kind of a piece of shit. But, But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's not having a good time of it at all. Michael J. Fox then notices a number on her head. Mm. No, it's not. No, she does have a number on her head at some point. Mm. He goes for a piss, and there's a dude with a number on his head. Yes. And this thing appears. It's Mm. like a Grim Reaper-looking thing. Wraith kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and it kills him. Grabs it, reaches into his chest and squeezes his heart till he's fucking dead. Mm. Michael J. Fox is freaked out. As you would be. And he runs away. Yes. And the police want to speak to him because he was in the bathroom at the same time. Mm. There's no explanation for his death. They can't really explain these deaths. Mm. Enter Jeffrey Coombs. Oh, God. <laughs> working for the FBI. He is mental in He's this full on. You know they say you go full cage? He is full Coombs in this. Like. full Coombs. <laughs> he is so entertaining in this. Mm. He is this... Like, everything about him is really funny. The look, he's, he looks kind of like Hitler. Mm. Uh, this was all Jeffrey Coombs' idea, like, the look about it. He even had these things behind his ears to make them stick out more, to make him look more ridiculous, because he's mm. got, like, the shaved sides. He's kind of... He's, he's a bit like Dwight from The Office... In that kind of insane authoritarian like way, yeah, takes it very seriously. But he's also a massive bag of nerves, mm. and he can't be around women when they're screaming. Yeah, oh, As, yeah. If, if any time a woman shouts at him, he completely freaks out and he can't handle it. Mm. It's so bizarre. And he's got really bad hemorrhoids. Yes, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he has a little donut. donut pillow for his car. But yeah, his perform. I think it's the best performance of his whole career. Oh hell yeah! He's just oh, yeah. so. He looks insane. His all of his mannerisms, just everything about it is so mm. funny. Yeah, I really liked him in Would You Rather, where he's playing like the sleazy, nasty guy yeah. and that. But just in this, like he's just. I'm gonna say he's, he's gone full coon. <laughs> uh, so there's that side of it. Mm. Meanwhile, we're showing this old stock news footage covering a story about a serial killer. Somebody went on a killing spree mm. in the town, like how many years ago? I believe it was like in the 60s. Jake Busey, that's Johnny mm. Bartlett. Yeah. And he kills 12 people. Mm. And it transpires that Dee Wallace at the beginning, mm. at the time of the murders, was his 15 year old girlfriend. Mm. And that's what the ghost was haunting at the beginning. Yes. 
So eventually we find out that this serial killer has somehow come back mm. and he's somehow got the ability to kill humans mm-hmm. as well as killing ghosts. ghosts. He can kill ghosts. With this gigantic pump-action scythe that he's got, which is one of my favourite things in anything ever. It does seem like... So ghosts in this have the ability to harm other ghosts. Mm. So, for example, if a ghost has got a gun, mm. like the judge, yeah. when he fires it at another ghost, it does affect them. Yeah. I don't think he can kill... But anyway, mm. that's what seems to be going on. Uh, I've just remembered the judge boning a dead body in a coffin and just see his ass popping in and out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, <clears throat> the judge humps a mummy. Yes. It's really odd. Like, this whole film is, like, kind of silly and slapstick. He's just, he's just been shooting at the um, the wraith guy and he's yeah. got having a bit of a, yeah, I'm a man moment. Yeah, you know what a man's got to do, what a man's got to do. And there's a dead woman over there, so I'm going to go do what a dead man got to do. He gets in a sarcophagus and starts... Trying hunting. to get sarcophagus? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think it fits in the film at all. Like... As silly as this film is, mm. that scene made me go, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And he then, after he's finished, gets up and says, I like it when they lie still like that. Yeah. It, they, they, it does get real creepy at that point. It's just totally... It just... Even as silly as this film is, mm. that seems out of place to me anyway. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's like the general plot. Mm. Con man and his ghost suddenly face up against a big scary ghost mm. who's killing everybody. Yeah, and so the numbers, because we kind of quite there with that, it's how many kills he's getting and he wants to be the highest yes. ranked serial killer of so all time. So when, when he killed them in real life, after he killed them, he carved a number into their head of a razor blade. Mm. And the numbers that Michael J. Fox is seeing is like the you number of victims. That, yeah, yeah, you are next, basically. I really like this film. I really like this film. Humour to it. It's actually pretty creepy in places. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... If you like Ghostbusters, you'll like this. Yeah. Basically. That's, that's a good way. But it, the scene, actually, when, when Michael J. Fox comes back after he does the initial haunting at the beginning, mm. um, when he, after he's wrecked their garden, it really reminds me of the scene when Bill Murray goes round to Dana's place in Ghostbusters and he's looking around and you're not mm. sure, like... You know, you, does he know what he's talking about? And then you're saying you see Michael J. Fox, you're like, do you know what you're talking about? And it's got that <laughs> similar edge of humour to it, without, but obviously without him trying to hit on her every five seconds. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It is funny. Of like, I mean, these are all horror comedies, mm. but I say this is the funniest. Yeah, yeah. This is the more comedy. It's probably the most mainstream humour in it as well. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no like disemboweling and nah. stuff like that. I mean, there's some. Pretty cool deaths. Yes. There's a guy who is head is shot off mm. with a shotgun, and as it explodes, his ghost his head, head is just still on there, yeah. in place <laughs> of his actual head. <laughs> and again, the actual the first shot where you see the rave thing in its form, and it's just crawling towards the camera mm. and holds up the stick that then bangs on the floor that unfolds into the side. Like, yeah. I love that image. I think that's absolutely cool as hell. Yeah. The so this was the first um, uh, sorry, the first kind of big project for Weta Digital which is Peter Jackson's special effects company mm. they worked a bit on Heavenly Creatures but like this obviously there's a lot of effects in this yes. they haven't aged amazingly mm. but it's not too bad mm. not too bad and obviously there's you know stuff that you just couldn't do that practically no, the no. stuff at the beginning especially with the, and that that mm. Wraith, Grim Reaper ghost thing you couldn't really achieve that practically mm. so yeah, it looks okay aged a little bit but, yeah. Uh, so Robert Zemeckis produced this, as we mentioned. Mm. He uh, he originally picked up the treatment, and originally he wanted to direct this as a Tales from the Crypt spin-off. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason, he didn't. <laughs> and then Peter Jackson came on board. He said, actually, you should direct it. Mm. But he wanted to film it in New Zealand. Right. They said, okay. Which seems like a strange one when you've got... Millions of dollars. Well... <laughs> The thing is, you know, pretty much all of the cast are American. Mm. So you have to fly all of them over there. Mm. It's like, can't you just fly here? <laughs> yeah. You fly one person here or everyone over there. Is he like on house arrest or something, directing I don't, from his lounge? I don't know. Like, you know. 
He just just loves his country. <laughs> Man's a patriot. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. It's a very beautiful country. Supposedly, mm. haven't been there. Me either. No. Yeah, and also uh, him and Zemeckis were given final cut. Nice. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously the director. But the director getting final cut is very rare. Mm. In this case, you've got the director and the producer getting final cut. So what if they disagree? Mm. Ah. Ah. Did they disagree? No. Brilliant. <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, this didn't really make any money. <laughs> it seems to be a bit of a theme, doesn't it? Well, this is it. <clears throat> we won't get to talk about Lord of the Rings, but we are. <laughs> right, Lord of the Rings. Say what you will about it. It is they, those those three. You're not talking about the Hobbit or any of that shit, mm. but those three are quite an achievement. Yeah, absolutely, they really are. And New Line Cinema took a huge gamble, mm. like the big financially, like the biggest sort of gamble I can think of when it came to making these. Mm. So they filmed all three of them at once, mm-hmm. and then would release them a year at a time. So mm. you took the, the budget of all three was like three hundred million. Mm. They're given to him to Peter Jackson. I think it's Peter Jackson, his films didn't make any money. Mm. Like, none of these made money. At all. Mm. So, they took a huge gamble on a guy who's not made any money from his films. And this is from New Line Cinema. These are the same people that fired Richard Stanley after three days because they were a bit worried. Yeah. So, it's just mad that they gave all that money to this guy to make these films. Mm. Maybe they just felt guilty after Richard Stanley. Oh, we can't do it again, can we? I don't, I don't know, but it still, it still boggles my mind to this day. Yeah, I, mean, I even remember, like, like not, what did even, he... not even thinking about the financials of it, just as someone who was watching the film. How the fuck do you go from Braindead and the Frighteners to, like, basically nine and a half hours of fantasy epic that needs to look incredible the whole way through? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But especially, like, The Frighteners was the last film he made before mm. Lord of the Rings. Which, again, it's Weta Digital who... I'd say the effects are okay in it. Yeah. They haven't held up that well. But yeah, going from that to like, oh, Frighteners, that was a lot of fun. What's our next project? And Peter walks in, well, guys. <laughs> You're going to be working for a while. You're gonna be, I'm going to keep you employed <laughs> for the next 20 years. <laughs> We're going to have to make nine hours. We're going to make the Lord of the Rings live action. And it can't be shit. Because mm. they just gave me a shitload of money. And <laughs> I can't fuck this up. Can you imagine, like, his first day on set of Lord of the Rings, like, the anxiety, like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Action? <laughs> <laughs> Don't screw it up, Peter. Uh, I mean, you're not a massive fan of the Lord of the Rings movies, are you? Uh, no, not really. Mm. I don't... I don't... Dis- I'm the Star Wars guy. Mm. Yeah, I'm both, but... As Randall said in Clerks 2, there's only one return, and it ain't, it ain't the king. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just find them... When I was a kid, when I went to see them as a kid, mm. I loved it. Yeah. I saw each, each of them in the cinema like, each year. Yeah. But now I find them... I'm still impressed by them, but just a bit naff. Mm. Just a bit... Mm. Frodo! Mm. Oh, the amount of times that, um, you can play the drink along with Frodo blacking out game. Um, <laughs> and again, even across like, I think it's mainly in the second two movies, like, you'd still be pretty drunk by the end of that. Is that, again, in Clerks 2, when he's having a rant about it, and he's like, remember when Sam walks in with that very gay look in his eye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impression for the first movie for you. Walking, walking, walking yeah. stumble. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I get it. Mm. The Hobbit stuff, I've absolutely no fucking interest in. Mm. They weren't as good. Like no. again, I, I think my view on the Hobbit movies is probably your view on the Lord of the Rings movies. Like I watched them, I liked them, I probably won't watch them again. I, I'm a sucker for massive battle scenes set in fantasy worlds. Mm. But that, if I watch them again now, I watch the battle scenes, and that's about it. Yeah, Helm's Deep. That 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 was some good shit. Yeah, <clears> that's like I remember that vividly in cinema mm. watching that. Um, yeah, they so he made shot. They're all filmed mm. at once together back to back and then he had the process of like a new line cinema and gone right they're in the can mm. this is the release date for the first one okay no worries I can have that edited mm-hmm. and touched up by then sweet and then a year later we want the next one mm-hmm. and a year later we want the next one like, oh really? <laughs> 
it's a lot of work. Yeah. By the time he went up to get his Oscar for Return of the King, he was like half the size he was. He mm. lost so much fucking <laughs> weight. <laughs> he's so literally back down to the weight he is in bad taste. Like, yeah. He's skinny in that. So I'm just going to lock myself in this editing suite and I'll see you in three years' time. <laughs> Jesus, man. I think he only came out to pick up Oscars and then go back in. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice. That was night, night off. Back to work. Um, overall, he... I like him as a filmmaker. Mm. I think I want to see him do something totally different, though. Like, nowadays, I just don't... Like, oh, Peter Jackson's directing a new film. Like, mm. I don't fucking care. I want, him to, I want him to do his Drag Me to Hell. I want him to do his Return to Horror. Yeah. It won't be the same, though. It won't be. Because, I mean, I've, I haven't bothered watching... Is it Mortal Engines? The one with the cities in, on wheels. And he wrote that, around. didn't he? I think he wrote it and he produced it or directed yeah, it as yeah. well. Like, uh, Some other guy directed it, but he um, wrote and produced it. Yeah, like, I just looked at it and went... Uh, uh, that looks silly. Looks like a video game I'd play, but not a movie I'd watch. This is it, and I... I'm not a huge fan of computer effects mm. but that's pretty much all he does now yeah like his I mean the advancements he's made with that Weta digital company mm. where like he's the reason now anything you can think of you could put up on screen pretty much he developed all this technology I would say all of it, never went to film school all of this he just had to learn on the job and it's kind of sad now that gone are the days of Peter Jackson's practical effects mm. really you're not going to see that again because no. he's like why the hell should I I've got a whole company here to do it for me. I don't think he's going to make another horror film. No, he's not going to make a drag me to hell. The next film he has lined up, actually, is the Tintin sequel. Oh, yeah. Tintin, which came <coughs> ten years ago? Yeah. Well, that was the Robert Zemeckis Spielberg one, wasn't it? Yeah, so Peter, Jackson, yeah, sorry, Peter Jackson produced Tintin. Steven Spielberg directed it. Gotcha. This sequel, Spielberg is producing, Peter Jackson is directing. Mm. See, I did like that, but that's because I grew up reading the Tintin books. I liked it, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that good. It was mm. just like, meh, this is okay. And it had that another big five-minute uncut sequence in it that I know you're not a huge fan of. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did see something that made me chuckle the other day where someone's taken a bunch of the um, the old Tintin covers from the old original Hergé comics mm. and they've turned them all into H.P. Lovecraft ones. <laughs> so like Tintin at the Mountains of Madness and nice. Tintin, in the, um, Tintin Goes to Innsmouth and stuff like that. So yeah, that's really cool. Nice. And they, yeah, drawn it all in that art style as well. It was like, I, I kind of wish they were real things because I'd read <laughs> the hell out of that. <laughs> so yeah, he is very much like, so these three horror films we've talked of Especially Brain Dead and mm. Bad Taste, they are the early days. They are gone. Yeah, like it's not gonna. We're not gonna get those films again. Not from him anyway. Ooh. And he's moved on to bigger things. Mm. There was another movie. I think it was another New Zealand-made one called Evil Aliens. That I actually wondered. Now, having seen Bad Taste, it might have been like some kind of indirect sequel yeah. follow-up. Maybe, maybe. Uh, apparently, there's a lovely bit in that where um, like the big gore scene is instead of they try to outdo the lawnmower thing from Brain Dead, mm. uh, it's a combine harvester just going through a field right. running over people. But mm. it's definitely interesting to is that if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, which I know most a lot a lot of people are, mm. to go back and watch these early films of his, and you're just like, what mm. is this the same guy? No way, that's crazy. Mm. Because when I say I before Lord of the Rings, never heard of Peter Jackson. Mm. I knew what the Frighteners was, but that was it. And then a friend of mine says, "Like, have you ever seen Brain Dead?" I was like, "No." And he had bad taste on video as well. Mm. And he was like, "Oh yeah, it's like these Peter Jackson films." It's like the Lord of the Rings guy. Mm. It's like yeah, but you gotta see them. It's like no way. <laughs> Which one's your favourite of the three? Um, I think the Frighteners. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I do love Brain Dead, mm. but as a as as a film, as a piece, yes. the front yes. Frighteners is yeah probably the better film. Brain Dead is more fun because it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, Brain Dead for me was that it was one of those naughty ones you watched without telling your parents and like you invited your mates round. Yeah, parents are like, well, we'll leave you kids to watch some movies. We hope you're watching Disney. Like, <laughs> Fuck off, mum! It's porn, booze, and horror from here yeah. on. Like, it's just the to say the the. 
stupidness of it and how ridiculous it is and it's like even the, the, the baby we forgot to mention the zombie baby oh Jesus which yeah. is just at, so over the top and hilarious well, well, that, that, I think that baby rips someone's face open and appears inside its head doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mad it's only when you say it out loud <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. why not have I'll go check them out. And of course, if you're just a horror fan, definitely check them out. Yeah, I mean, you could do these easily in an evening. Like. Oh, yeah, so they're all, I think the Friday is the longest one. Mm. Still under two hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for this week. Thank you, Mr. Jackson, for the early years. Yes, ah, the good old days. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although, actually, just King Kong. I like King Kong. I like King Kong. That spider pit scene is terrifying. Yes. That's scary yes that is scary the closest he's got to mm. making a horror basically but maybe that's what you should do we should go moving on some proper creature features again right? yeah I'd enjoy that mm. yeah definitely cool right we'll be back with <laughs> oh fuck knows we'll tell you when we do the episode <laughs> I did notice there's like uh, like a couple of other horror podcasts out there mm. there are others not that we're going to tell you the names, but um, <laughs> they're always like, not all of them, but some kind of, they'll have like a month's worth of episodes planned, mm. like, you know, post it on Instagram. This month's episode's coming up, we're going to be, uh, mm. I applaud their organisation, but that is just not what this show is. Nah, man. We just, I have no idea what the fuck we're doing next. Yeah, throwing ideas at the wall and recording what sticks. Yeah, yeah that's just, I'll just be sat there and, I'll, oh, actually... Let's do that. Or something will pop up. Oh, I've had like a day's notice on a couple of them before. Like, wait, I want to do this. <laughs> and you're like, all right. All right, all right yeah, cool. sometimes we decide we're going to do it and then I change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Still a few I'm waiting on. Yeah. So I know you spent seven hours watching films. We're not doing any of them now. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> uh, okay, that's it. Stay safe. And the whole like, subscribe, review, review rate, share, love. Live, love. Live, love. Enjoy. Love. Mmm. Bye. That's it. (laughs) Bye-bye. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Fuck this. Fuck it.